Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 482nd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. <clears throat> well, my highlight of the week is the riveting Stanley Cup Finals that we all just witnessed as the Colorado Avalanche unseated the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. As you all know, uh, my loyal listeners, I have been a bolts backer uh, since I spent some time down in Tampa and but I have nothing but respect for what the Avs did especially how they went into Tampa to win the cup last night uh, as we all know the toughest toughest uh, win is the last one and to see their excitement and everything was uh just special stuff, as it always is at the Stanley Cup, uh, especially with the handshake line, uh, as well as the uh, skating around with the cup over their head. Um, the Lightning fans were great. They were chanting for the Lightning after the loss. And uh, just really, uh, just terrific stuff, uh, terrific Stanley Cup playoffs overall, just extraordinary, actually. And the final was great. Uh, at the end of the day, my takeaway with the Avalanche were they, and they had a historic season, literally one of the all-time great seasons, but their speed was just incredible. There was a play, I think it was in game two or three of these finals, where Nathan McKinnon just went end-to-end on the ice, just blowing past people, uh, good people, as in two-time defending Stanley Stanley Cup champion people for the Lightning. And it was just an astounding moment where I couldn't believe what I had seen living up here in Boston, of course. Uh, that's what Bobby Orr was famous for. Uh, and it reminded me of Bobby Orr, and you can't make uh, any better comparison to uh, any hockey player than being compared with Bobby Orr. And uh, again, <clears throat> you know, the Avs were just, their speed was just truly incredible. Um, but, you know, the, the other takeaway here was just, uh, and this is what made it so interesting, was how they were going in and winning on each other's ice. Uh, I thought game five when Tampa down three two three one excuse me uh, went into Colorado and uh, ruined a Friday night party that was uh, all teed up <laughs> out there in Denver and uh, and they won that game in one of the grittiest performance I think you'll ever see um, they knew they had to win a game in Colorado and they did under the uh, just extreme circumstances and duress. And they really tr showed the true heart of a champion in winning that game and basically shocking everybody. Uh, it just felt like an impossible victory. And as a longtime Patriot season ticket holder, they're right down the road from me here. Uh, 
that win by the Lightning in Game 5 reminded me of uh, some of the Patriot games during the Brady dynasty where they uh, would just go on the road and win games that you just thought they had no business winning. And it went on for 20 years. And when the Lightning went in uh, with their championship medal and background and won that game five, I thought it was just uh, really some special stuff. And it was equally special last night when the Avalanche turned the tables and went right into Amelie Arena. Uh, under, again, the toughest circumstances in what everyone knows is always the toughest game to win, the last one, and and won that game last night. So, again, hats off to the Avs. Nothing but, nothing but respect. Uh, and it was really, really some special stuff. Uh, my low light of the week is the end of the NHL and, of course, NBA playoffs. Uh, they've been on one or the other or both have been on practically every night for the past two months. Uh, and for me, I, I, I had a horse in the race in, in both sports. Of course, the Celtics up here in Boston, they took it to, you know, uh, one game away from the most games you can possibly play, meaning, uh, you know, they went to game six. And, uh, and, you know, so we got as much basketball and rooting for the Celtics up here in Boston as you could ask for, just one game short of the maximum. And then, uh, you know, the playoffs, the hockey, as I just talked about, you know, uh, the Lightning, I went to one of their games this year uh, down at Amelie Arena, and it was just fabulous. I talked about it uh, when I did it, which I think was back around November. And... Uh, for my money, one of the great takes in sports is going to a lightning hockey game at Emily. You know, you start with the fact that you go in basically shorts and a t-shirt and the electricity outside with everybody hanging out in the plaza uh, before the game is just incredible. Again, typically beautiful weather, uh, obviously. Uh, and interesting how it, that goes with hockey, of course. Sunbelt hockey, shall we call it? And then uh, and then they have the watch parties right there in the plaza and everybody's sitting around, uh, Adirondack chairs. Uh, and it's just a really, really fabulous atmosphere and great restaurants all around there and everything. So it's just an electric. It's a great take. What else can I say? Uh, so it's time to turn the page and, uh, you know, move on to some other sports. Uh, such as baseball. So when we talk about baseball in my bizarre story of the week, which was the crazy fight between the Seattle Mariners and the California Angels yesterday, uh, it was really one of the more vicious baseball fights you will ever see. Uh, and it ended almost comically with uh, uh, one of the players throwing out uh, – all the bubble gum and sunflower seeds uh, onto the field, which was, again, kind of a comedic ending to what was a pretty serious situation with the fight. There were some serious punches being thrown. Uh, again, it was next-level baseball fight, to be sure. And uh, so that was, you know, just really uh, kind of incredible to watch. Uh and it was interesting where I think they talked about, you know, their schedule where they've been playing each other frequently in the last week and a half or so. So the tension just kept building, building, building. And to a point where after, in the aftermath, uh, you know, the players and managers, and I think there were eight ejections, both managers and three players on each side, um, where they both all talked about how it just was, uh, you could see it coming. And it certainly came, uh, to put it mildly. And now we also need to stick with baseball and talk about the, the Red Sox. They got off to a very shaky start, but they are just lighting it up. They are 19-4. and four. In the month of June, they have won seven straight. And uh, frankly, nobody was paying a whole lot of attention because of the Celtics. 
uh, of course, um, kind of ignoring the tough start and then really, uh, you know, not giving full attention or anything even close. Certainly I wasn't as they started to build on this, uh, you know, uh, spectacular June that they're having. And, uh, and especially with the Celtics in the actual NBA finals. So, uh, but now everybody is starting to turn their attention to them. And there's already a lot of talk on sports radio about, uh, you know, what are they going to do with the trade deadline, which, uh, end of July, and it's time to really, you know, beef up the team and, and go for it. Um, when just a couple of months ago, there was talk about it being sort of a quasi rebuilding year, although in Boston, uh, rebuilding for the Red Sox or frankly, any other team up here is, uh, it's a four letter word. So nobody in Boston tolerates that. I can assure you. And, uh, so yeah, so now the talk is suddenly turned to them again, making some moves at the trade deadline and just going for it. Another world championship, uh, now seems a possibility, uh, although they'd have to go through the wild card route, uh, as good as they've been, it's almost hard to imagine they could catch the Yankees, who are on just a, a record pace, uh, already, uh, you know, past 50 wins and uh, not even at the All-Star break. And uh, Aaron Judge is just lighting it up, and there's some chatter going around now that he might get up to 60 home runs and maybe uh, – and maybe – uh, 61, the magical Roger Maris 61 number that broke Babe Ruth's record back in the early 60s. And uh, so it's, uh, again, hats off to the Yankees. They're just having a historic season so far. And uh, uh, But the Red Sox and the Yankees, if uh, we can get those two, facing each other in some important games in the second half of the season. Uh, they haven't played a lot, so there'll be a lot coming up. Uh, there's just nothing like it. Nothing like it. Um, so, and I just got a news flash uh, that I'll read it. We always love breaking news here, and it's not totally breaking, but it's intriguing. And it says, new report says Kyrie is trying to join LeBron and the Lakers. We all know he has just a couple of days to make a decision on re-upping with the Nets. Been a lot of chatter, will he, won't he, all that. And uh, so, that's quite intriguing. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and as always, even with the NHL and NBA playoffs ended, there's always... Uh, uh, these sports are all year round nowadays, no doubt about it. So now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America, listeners? Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, John, doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. And thank you, as always, for calling in. And as always... You had another interesting week covering terrific events down south, and uh, I and our listeners would love to hear all about it. Yeah, John, I had the pleasure of attending the Manning Passing Academy. I think this was my third time. Wow. And of course, there was a big, a lot of hoopla uh, when it was announced the day before on Thursday that Arch Manning committed to play at the University of Texas. So although we didn't get a chance to speak to him, I did see him roaming around the camp uh, on the golf cart with his dad, Cooper. So, but that was the big news coming out of uh, Thibodeau, Louisiana, Nickel State on right. Thursday, Arch Manning committed to the university of Texas after a long and drawn out uh, recruiting process. I, I think this final school is really were Georgia and Alabama and Texas and, it didn't surprise me. It wouldn't have surprised me if you went to Georgia or Texas. Would have surprised me if you went to Alabama because they have a recruit that's uh, committed from the state of Louisiana, actually a quarterback. And I agree, AP. It, it just has seemed from the beginning, and uh, that you know there just seemed to be a leaning to Texas. You know, just he consistently seemed to be leaning that way. They were the one school that was just there all along the process. And as quick background for everybody. Arch Manning's been on the radar since he was a freshman at uh, down in New Orleans, the same high school. Isidore Newman is it called, I think, AP? Isidore Newman, correct. That's correct, John. Isidore Newman, yes. Yes, with the famous gray uniforms that uh, Eli and uh, Peyton wore. And AP, I, I, you know, I think you could make the case that, you know, he may be one of the most highly recruited quarterbacks in, in having his name and pedigree helps create this of course but maybe since andrew luck you know coming out of high school uh i mean he is that good again we all knew about him as a freshman uh like it was just common knowledge for anybody who follows football at all and you know so i think it was peyton i saw interviewed he loved the way he did it he went old school there was no sitting at a table uh, picking hats and things like that of what school he was going to. And Peyton said he really enjoyed that. Peyton himself is old school. And uh, and I liked it too. So now, and as Peyton said, you know, now he can just kick back and enjoy his senior year in high school, which, which, is, which he should, which is great for him. Yeah, John. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Andrew Luck because a friend of mine who's in the evaluation business and recruiting – Described him as Andrew Luck like. Really? Wow. Big quarterback, six three, six four, can run. I wouldn't yep. say he you know, he's the number one dual threat quarterback or anything even close, right. but he does have that have a have that ability to uh move out of the pocket and make yards down the field. Totally AP. One of the films they keep showing, you know, there's a highlight reel of him when he's on 
when ESPN or whatever was talking about, you know, his choice of Texas. And, you know, I think it ends or certainly includes him making a really nice run down the left side of the field and like, you know, strutting across the goal line. And, you, you know, so he can do it when he, when he needs to, it's obvious. And it, so he's like six, three, six, four. I didn't realize it, uh, how big he was. Yes. Yeah. He, okay. And, uh, the Mannings, if you've been around them, John, I think they're all at least minimum six, three. Yes. I, Peyton's more um, like know, Peyton six five. Eli, I think Eli's the tallest because I was around all of them on Friday. I think I think Eli looks to be the tallest slightly in Peyton, and then I think Cooper's just slightly below Peyton, I believe. Really? Wow. No, it's great. You know, yeah. uh, of course, his grandfather, Peyton and Eli's dad, is Archie Manning, a true legend himself, to say the least, at Ole Miss, and then with the Saints. Uh, and I'm guessing that's why they call him Arch as opposed to Archie, so they don't get it confused at the Thanksgiving dinner. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, so AP, I, I, I just think it's great. So um, they have to be super, super excited down in Austin. You know, Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian will be, to, this will be his second year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, yes, second year yep. in Texas. So. Uh, and John, the interesting fact that when uh, Archie Arch committed to Texas, you know they have the the super high profile transfer from Ohio State at right. quarterback, right? Quinn Stiff Ewers. competition. So, so he's going to have his chance this year to perform, and then next year it'll be Arch uh, probably competing against him. Oh, so the oh, and I've heard about the other quarterback you just mentioned. So he will be there. It'll be his freshman year coming up. So he'll be there a year ahead of Arch. Um, I think he might be like a a redshirt freshman at Texas. Okay, he was at Ohio State, so he transferred. So I'm not sure how much he played up at Ohio State. Yeah, I did hear about that, and there was a lot of chatter about how you know Arch, you, you know, is not scared of the competition. He's just going there because that's where he wanted to go, and whoever's there is there. And, you know, that's good self-confidence. Not surprising he for given his uh, career so far. Yeah, John, at all these major schools, they usually have two uh, highly rated uh, quarterbacks. It, they have no fear of competition. Now, once it's settled, right. unless unless the coach wants to play two, then. Sometimes there's an exodus. Correct, especially in the era of the transfer portal. Usually the guy who doesn't win the starting job, not always, I shouldn't say usually, but often. The, uh, you know, the guy who doesn't win the starting job these days just moves on to another school. It's happening all the time. Oh, yeah, that's uh, maybe, I don't know if, if somebody's ever documented this fact, John, but it might be the most transferred position. I I would agree Possibly. with that. It's certainly the most high, high profile because when you when somebody when a quarterback transfers, you hear about it. That's for darn sure. Yeah, uh, it's yes, news. Yeah, the second string tight end, not so much, right? Yeah, and AP, I can I, I understand this choice. I, you know, I've been to Austin, fabulous town. You know, it's not only the massive University of Texas. It's also, you know, the state capital of Texas. Uh, I was there not long after George W. was was the governor, I think was running for president. And then it's the famous, you know, uh, we all remember, you know, the Austin city limits. So it's obviously known for its music. And Sixth Street is the entertainment district. So it's just a great town. And actually, AP, during the pandemic, one of the, you know, most popular towns to move to in the United States. Uh, I think their real estate prices had maybe the largest or one of the largest increases of any town in America in the past two years. So a lot of, a lot, there's a lot to like about Austin. That's for sure. Cool place. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And they're uh, so hungry for a right. championship of any sort. Maybe it's the oh. conference, you know, to start off with, you know, initially, and then 
once they reach that that step, then they're trying to get into the national championship picture of making the playoffs. That's so true, AP. I mean, he's being looked upon as the savior, period. Uh, you know, the guy who's going to bring them back to their uh, to their national championship years of, you know, the late 60s and Daryl Royal and, you know, Jim Bertelson and Steve Wister, the famous wishbone. That, right, that's what correct. they're thinking down there. Not that they'll be running the wishbone, oh. but uh, <laughs> they certainly have longed for decades to get back there because they were uh, an amazing, they were a dynasty for a few years there. No other way to say it. Yeah, the, right, the 2019 uh, competed against Alabama in the championship game in Pasadena. That, that was the Rose Bowl that hosted twice. Oh, right. Yes, uh, of course. And so that was January of 2010, and that's a long time, John, over a decade. Oh. Yeah, that's so right, AP. No, I, I kind of no. blew by the Vince Young <laughs> national championship team. Uh, right. They've had right. their they moments had the, yeah, you they, know, with Colt McCoy. Yeah, they've and, had that Vince Young thing. What was that, like three, oh, four, oh, three or four or something like that, oh, 05, around, right around there. And then they played Alabama. So, you know, they had a little little run there of a couple uh, chances did. for the national championship. They won it once and lost it the second time Colt McCoy was injured early in the game. Correct. I but, remember uh, vividly. But now it's been been since an actual championship uh, uh you know whatever that year was two three four or five i forgot which one it was exactly but 15 years or so and so they they're looking for a, ch- a championship you know win the big 12 which would probably give them a, an opportunity to play in the semifinal game at the at the minimum right right and one person we know who's very happy, I'm sure, today or last week when he announced is Matt, Matthew McConaughey, a loyal Texas alum who we often see <laughs> on the sidelines. And uh, I think it's great. I've always liked him. Who doesn't love their uniforms? I, when I did go visit Austin, I uh, bought a University of Texas shirt, T-shirt, because uh, I, like millions of others, love the color, the burnt orange. And uh, I'm sure Arch is going to look good wearing that color. Yeah, well, uh, Peyton wore the orange for Tennessee. Right, good point. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so this will be the burnt orange as opposed to the volunteer orange. There you so, go. Andy. And they and they're both, both are UT. Both a good point. Both are UT. Wow. Maybe not a coincidence, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> Maybe th- not. That's a, of course, all those volunteers, they went down to Texas uh, for the Alamo. Right, right. They, with Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett from Tennessee, right? That was, that, that was the original transfer portal, John. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the original. Well, that's great, AP. Uh, we've come to our first break. So why don't we take that? We still have a lot more to get to on the other side, including just a further discussion uh, of the Manning camp itself beyond Arch. Uh, And we'll do that after the break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
The Soul Connection with Dr. K hosts a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, Our Soul Doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we spent the previous segment talking about Arch Manning committing to the University of Texas Last week, uh, followed and immediately following his announcement, like the next day, and meaning the past three, four days, was the Manning camp. Uh, you were there, and uh, we do. why don't we focus on that for this segment? Because it sounds like it uh, was, as always, awesome. Yeah, it was great, John. You know, it was very hot, of course, probably 95 degrees or more. And wow. we have access to the Mannings for about 15 minutes. And then they bring out their quarterbacks. You know, they had 43, I, ended, I think it ended up being 43. Uh, 99% were from Division One schools from across the country. And they gave us 30 minutes. So I had to select the quarterbacks that I would try to interview. So for various reasons, I interviewed Bryce Young of Alabama. Nice. Uh, Will Levis of Kentucky. Yep. Uh, Sean Clifford of Penn State. Oh, wow. Uh, Hendon, yeah, Hendon Hooker of Tennessee and Spencer Rattler of South Carolina. Big names. That's the kind of the creme de la creme of the upcoming college football season to a large degree, or some of the bigger names heading into this season. Yeah, but, uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's great, AP. 12 of 14 of the SEC quarterbacks were there, John. Really? Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Uh, so AP, um, but but it's a mix of also high school quarterbacks as well as college. Is that correct? John, they had a quarterback from St. Francis. Really? Sure did. St. Francis, in, and I think they had the St. Francis. Wabash was there. I'm not sure, but yeah, St. Francis and Dartmouth and. St. Francis of Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, right. St. Francis of Pennsylvania, yes. My alma mater. That's it. You oh, my gosh. John. Wow. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, AP, where St. Francis played, uh, you know, club football. Seriously. <laughs> and, uh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I wasn't familiar with the, the program, per se. It's, in, in, yeah. Quasi-new, so to speak. Um, holy cow, that's really cool to hear. So uh, that suddenly puts my alma mater uh, on my radar for this coming football season. Uh, did you just watch him at all? Like, does he look good? Yeah, he was He was pretty good, uh, Johnny. Was. I, I'm trying to uh, get his name up here. But uh, so it's always fun. I mean, yeah. a lot of times I can't talk to those quarterbacks, John, because there's so many, I have to make that choice. So I'm walking by many people that I would like to, I'd like to speak to all of them, John. I mean, if I could. Sure. But we only have, have a that story. 30, that 30 minutes. Every so, one of them has a good story. I have no doubt about that. Wow. Yeah. The, this is great, Afi. This is big news. Uh, uh, now I'm intrigued. And 
St. Francis is known for its tremendous basketball programs through the years, going back to Maurice Stokes in the 50s and Norm Van Leer and Kevin Porter in the, uh, you know, 60s and 70s. So that's great, AP. Wow. Football, football and St. Francis. That's a combination I haven't heard a whole lot of in, over the years. So that's, <laughs> that's exciting. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed talking to the five quarterbacks. Uh, Bryce Young and Will Levis, they actually were next to each other uh, with the uh, logo behind them. And what they did was they had a picture of every quarterback, and they sat under their photo because it's hard to know 40 different quarterbacks if you you don't cover them. So they had a picture of every quarterback, uh, and that's where they sat, right underneath their own photo. So you could get to them easily and quickly. So. Yeah, but I I liked uh, speaking to Sean Clifford at the Penn State quarterback. He's excited, of course, about coming to Auburn on the 17th. That's the the third game in September, September 17th. So he played against Auburn last year, and they won that game. It was a close ball game. And you were Um, there at a whiteout Penn State. He was one of the more improved quarterbacks as you progressed during last season, John. Yeah, and then Hooker, he was a transfer from Virginia Tech. Oh, and uh, now at Tennessee. Right, Tennessee, right. So he played last year at Tennessee. He he came out and had some good ball games for them. And then, of course, Spencer Rattler uh, uh, spoke to him. He's going to be at South Carolina, transferring from Oklahoma. And uh, then, John, there was a competition at nighttime, aired out, I think they call it. So they did some drills where they're just throwing maybe an 18-yard comeback pattern or an 18-yard out or and then they're running the post pattern. So all the quarterbacks, you saw their arm strength or accuracy. And, of course, I'm looking for the accuracy, John. Absolutely. I think it's, it's important to some degree, but you have to be accurate. Anthony Richardson has a really big arm time. I mean, he can throw it a, throw it a country mile. Uh, sometimes he was accurate. Sometimes he overthrew people. Uh, so, But you could still win it with not having the best uh, accuracy percentage, but if you're good on third down, you'll be fine. Okay, and where does Anthony Richardson go to school? He's at University of Florida, John. The Gators? Yeah. Wow. Right, he's out of Atlanta, I believe, yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, Well, geez, AP, it just sounds great. Now, Will Levis, formerly at Penn State, uh, he was behind Sean Clifford, but he kind of made his name. Uh, at Penn State, at least, as being a, just a terrific runner and uh, a big guy. And they would bring him in for, you know, goal line situations, needing a first down just to, if, if not actually have him run it to get it, they would use him as a, a decoy because it would change the defense. But uh, how, how was he? Yeah, Will had a very good camp. Uh, actually, there's one competition, John. There's a golf cart box on top of the golf cart. It's moving right to left or left to right from 10 yards. And there's one, I think 20 yards. And then there's one streaking down the left or the right sideline. So will to get in that competition, you had to hit all three. He was one of the five quarterbacks that com- completed those p- passes successfully by hitting the box on the golf wow. cart or part or the part of the golf cart. Well, that's so, like the NFL pro yeah. bowl competition. Sounds like, um, right. But right. So yeah, he had a good night. Oh, that's good. That's good. And he's likely to have a very good year and, uh, you, you know, further uh, heighten Kentucky's football program, which has been on the rise for the last five to ten years with some big-time victories. Oh, um, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, and, I would guess. And then, guess. John, I spoke, I spoke to, I spoke to uh, Ty Thompson. Okay. And Ty is with the University of Oregon. Big quarterback, about 6'5", 230. Wow. And it was in- interesting because I met Ty last year at the National Quarterback Club event in Scottsdale. We did an interview. And so we both remembered each other. Nice. But nice. He's grown, well, quite he's grown quite a bit. So he's, he'll be competing against Bo Nix, a transfer from Auburn. And their okay. first game is in Atlanta against the University of Georgia. Right. Well, that's your forte, AP, one of many, where you build these relationships. Probably the most notable is Najee Harris, who was maybe the top high school player in the country, 
Gazonda, Alabama, U Newman High School. Uh, then furthered the relationship in college at Alabama, whom you cover, and then uh, here he is uh, after a spectacular rookie year for the Steelers. So uh, it's a good way. It's you know. It's good to talk to them and watch their career rise and, and have that relationship. And you're, it's one of your fortes, to say the least. Yeah, thank you, John. It's always intriguing to me to look at the, the new talent that's emerging. And yep. I, was, I was fortunate to select Najee. He caught my attention. I thought he would be very good. And he, I think he probably did more, maybe more than I thought he would. Uh, in college, you know, to oh my gosh, yes. break the all-time record at Alabama in less carries than Derrick Henry. <laughs> right. No, just a spectacular, you know, career so far, and uh, and he certainly had a awesome rookie year. They love him in Pittsburgh, that's for sure. I'm from Western PA. A lot of friends still there, and of course, all Steeler fans. And uh, and no, the, he he's the next big thing in Pittsburgh. Trust me. Uh, he he and Kenny Pickett. That's how they're looking at it down there. Is like, are they going to be a, a twosome that's going to move forward and keep the Steelers as good as they've been for now over fifty years? Um, keep it going. Um, so yeah, that's awesome, AP. And as we go to the break, uh, the Manning camp has been going on for how long? A decade or more? Twenty six. I think it's twenty six oh years, John. 26 years. Wow. I didn't realize that. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's great. Eli, Eli was a 10th grader. I think Eli was a 10th grader. No kidding. He was a yeah. camper. Sophomore year in high school when it started. Right, and I think Peyton was a counselor at that time. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, Manning's the first family of football. What else can you say? The, the undisputed first family of football. And I'm sure a contributor to that moniker is, you know, the Manning camp. It's uh, And it's like the right. elite of the elite go there, both high school and college. So it's great that you've gone. I guess it was about your third time, right? Yes, my third time there, Manning Passing Academy. I, I've always enjoyed it every moment. I'm sure you do. Well, AP, we're actually at the point of our second break, so why don't we uh, – Take that now, and on the other side, I know there was another great football event you attended, so we'll talk about that after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable health care experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies, and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Wimbledon. Started today uh, over in the London suburb of Wimbledon. It's on ESPN kind of pretty much all day, every day for the next two weeks, <laughs> which is which is great. Uh, I had the good fortune when I visited London. Uh, well, it wasn't good fortune. I made it a point to go out there and uh, got to go to the, the tournament was not going on AP, but it was, uh, you, you know, went up and walked around the grounds and the town is beautiful as you would expect. 15 minute train ride outside of London, if that. So it's awesome. And I always enjoy watching it ever since I've been there, AP, you know, had the chance to visit, but it's time to turn the page. No more NHL or NBA playoffs, and now it's time to move on to some other sports. Oh, oh yeah, John, for for sure. So, but last night, John, I was at a, a great event, uh, the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame induction. Great, and they had uh, a, quite a list of players there, beginning with somebody you're quite familiar with, Kevin Falk. Uh, a Quite great familiar. LSU running back who played for the New England Patriots. Uh, Fabulous. He was one of the inductees. The yeah, very versatile player. You know, yes. really uh, did a lot of things for the for the New England team. You know, catching passes out of the backfield and uh, being a good runner, solid runner. So he was inducted into the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame. Uh, Vaughn Miller, the outstanding linebacker who just won the Super Bowl with the Rams, signed the contract with Buffalo. Uh, you know, won the Super Bowl with Denver, you know, out of Texas A&M. So he was inducted. Then you had Patrick Willis of the 49ers, uh, great player at Ole Miss. Yes. And then, then part of that Egg Bowl rivalry also, you had Dak Prescott from Mississippi State, now with the Cowboys, of course. Uh, and then Phillip Rivers, who actually coaches high school football right down the street from me. Phillip's from Athens, Alabama, which is up north, played at North Carolina State, then went on to do great things with the San Diego Chargers for a long time. I think it was 16 years, and they played that one year or so with the Colts. Yep. So that was the uh, a class, John. That's a pretty good uh, list of players. That's <laughs> Those are big names, AP. Big names all. And uh, it was down in Mobile, correct, or that area? It was at the, the Grand Hotel in Point Clear, Alabama, right on the other side of the bay, yes. And then... They had the Rookie of the Year, John. They gave the uh, award to Creed Humphrey, the o- former Oklahoma center with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Wow. That's a star-studded event um, and pretty cool. You, you know, again, I referenced earlier in the show uh, that, you know, every sport, including college football, of course, or NFL, whatever you want to call it, are, is now just year-round. Um, which is great. It really is. None of them go off the radar anymore. And it just sounds like a wonderful event. These are, you know, names that you, you know, I'm guessing you've met people. I think it was not that long ago where you interviewed Philip Rivers, correct? At a different event. He was inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame in Birmingham. When that's a oh, okay. Hall of Fame, John. Yes. So okay, that was a great uh, honor for him. Yeah. Yeah. I told Philip I'm following him from Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, always an intriguing character. Uh, had a great career. I, of course, will never, ever, ever forget the Patriots' undefeated regular season uh, in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I was right there 
and watching uh, in attendance and Philip Rivers played that game with a torn ACL and I will never forget it as long as I live and everybody knew he had a torn ACL it wasn't like a hidden secret and I'll never forget right. that I don't, you know, and, uh, I, oh, yeah, I've always liked very, him ever since tough. tough guy oh yes yeah Philip yeah tough tough person engaging personality uh, tremendous competitor uh fantastic quarterback for a long time in the NFL. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And his father was his high school coach, right? Yes, he sure was. Yeah, Philip was the water boy, then the, the quarterback for his dad, then he went to North Carolina State, uh, where he teamed up with another Alabamian, Jericho Cotri, out of Ramsey High School in Birmingham. They set records over there for the Wolfpack. Okay. A big name, Jericho Cotri, to say the least. Um, yes. Well, AP, that just sounds like, you know, a, a tremendous event, to say the least. It's great that you go to, get to go, you, you know, and especially down in Alabama. When I said, you know, all sports are year-round, but, you know, football in Alabama is <laughs> more than year-round. It's, uh, it's a constant. Right. Oh, yes, yeah. It's, it's uh, part of everybody's life. Uh, I mean, even if, you know, casually, the, you know, you're watching. Absolutely. Yes. No, it's great. It really is. Uh, well, um, I'm glad, you, you know, it's great. We're, we're lucky to have you on the show and have you uh, talking about all the events you cover and attend, and it's just wonderful stuff. So I love it, and I'm sure our listeners love it, too. Hey, thank you, John. It's always my pleasure. And thank you, AP, for again sharing all your, uh, all the various events you're attending. And uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.